Fishless Podcast. This is episode 131. You can be reached at viscerless at gmail.com, Instagram, Patreon. Um, just take a quick look at the Instagram. Uh, what did I post recently? I, know, I feel like it was something weird. Uh, I feel I felt like it was something good the last it was one. I I posted I was listen I have YouTube music and I was listening to this song by the game called You Are the Blood. Oh, yeah. Uh and then this photo of uh that I took of a painting of pop smoke that someone did. That was pretty good. That's interesting. Uh but yeah, uh, users, uh, listeners, feel free to go over there. Give us a shout. Uh, let's get right into our opening segment. It's called Trifling in NYC. Uh, I understand you have a story involving Popeyes. Now, we've actually had several <laughs> stories in, <laughs> in this segment. Popeyes has, has been involved in a surprising number of these segments. Yeah, you know, like, Popeyes is a good source for trifling between <clears throat> the employees and the customers. Like, almost guaranteed some excitement every time you go into one. You know, you can get, um, just a quick sidebar. I've been getting the strips, the, the chicken strips that are blackened. I think it's called, like, blackened Cajun or something. But it's okay. A way, like they have to special order it. It's like basically, I guess, like somewhat health conscious because it's without the batter. Yeah, and they just they do cook it. I think they do still fry it, but it just has. Um, this is gonna sound a little gross, but like it, <laughs> it just has this seasoning on it. Now it does have the texture of like almost like uncooked chicken like an uncooked chicken breast and it kind of looks like it too but for you know except for the pepper seasoning but that seasoning is so good well worth it it feels slippery like like picking up like a sardine or something oh my gosh you made that sound so unappetizing (laughs) especially that last part about it feels slippery I mean, yeah, it's just, I guess they must fry it. Maybe they just fry it quicker. I don't think it's <laughs> grilled. They fry it, then they take off this fry skin and then serve it to you. I think something like that, yeah. I don't, like, and the, I mean, it's, I, okay, look, they have to also make it spe- special order because they, they don't keep any on deck because, like, no one orders it ever. Oh, so. man. What like kind of faces are you getting when you order that? They're like, come on. They're, they're very friendly at the uh, Popeyes near me. So the, the, okay. a lot of service okay. with a smile, which is they're, they're great there. Actually, they're very patient. Um, and, you know, I'll only do it if like there's not a long line and, you know, so I, have, I have free time because I don't like just hanging around. But anyway, sorry, I, I hijacked your, gotcha, gotcha. your story. Go for it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um. It was like a Friday. So we had gone to happy hour, right? Um, And the weather was nice. And then, you know, so then we were walking home and, you know, we go through, you know, how I live by the the fast food corridor. Um, Yep. So it's like, well, let's just stop. You know, I had had some drinks. Like, let's just take care of this now (laughs) while we're out and not 
have to deal with our hunger later, right? Smart. So stop in, stop into Popeye's. It's like maybe like seven o'clock and it's like, okay, I remember your strategy, but I didn't, I couldn't like fully remember it because you were the one, I think, because I didn't have like tons of Popeye's experience. You were the ones like, look, that menu is up there, but it's only showing the meals. You can just order like two pieces of chicken and be fine. Like you can just order the yeah. chicken. I remember you saying that, but they don't add, they don't like <laughs> even put it on the menu. You know, all they put is like what they're pushing. It's very, it's yeah, very it's interesting the, how they do The that. defaults uh, upsell basically. Yeah. So, so we decided to get the eight, eight pieces, but mix like the mild and the hot. And it's like, okay, I forget which one the cashier said. She's like, one is ready. You got to have to wait for the other one. It'll be like six minutes. And then I was just going to like, forget it. But she'd already like walked away and I'd agreed. So it's like, fine. And I, you know, I get a little impatient, like waiting for food like that, especially if it's a quote unquote fast food place. Um, so I start my timer. I'm sitting there, like tapping my foot and looking, and it's starting to get a little crowded in the lobby area and waiting. And you know, you have your number, and they just start calling it out, like receipt number, whatever, two eighty two, and all this stuff. And so then the guy in front of me, who had ordered in front of me, he starts getting a little irritated because people that ordered after both of us are getting called. So he like goes up there. Oh no! And he's like, well, "What's going on?" You know, he causes a little fuss and like, "All right, let's just take this guy's order and get him out of there." I'm like, oh, "Do I want to? Do I need to do that too?" I was like, "No," but I'm. I was just sitting there watching, and I look and I see. And I'm like, "I don't." Again, I don't remember which one it was. Whether it was the spicy or the medium, or the regular, or whatever. But I see it and it's there. And I'm like, "Why isn't she filling up my order right now?" Because I'm like. Cause I see it, like the chicken <laughs> is there. The oh, that! Oh, they love so that. Being that? told, like, yeah, it, oh, it's right there. It's ready. They love that. I know. So all that's going through my head. I'm like, mm, people that came in behind me are getting called. From what I can tell, my chicken is there. I was like, oh gosh, do I want to go up here and and do something? I was like. I should, but she looks stressed out. There's a couple people that have been rude already. It's like, oh, but I just oh, want to leave because it's getting more and more crowded because people are just waiting still. Uh, but then she does. So then I, I start to go up there, and she looks at me as I'm coming up. But she's like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then turns around back. I didn't even have to say anything. And then counts out like eight of – the whatever one that's it. And I'm, this is where I'm like getting real anal because I'm watching. I'm like, all right, she better put a mix in here. And I see her just put eight of one. <laughs> and I counted. I was like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I was like, but she didn't mix any of the other one in. That's all the same one. And then, so then, so, like, my, <laughs> so then the next hurdle, the decision uh, point you, is like, you're breaking up a little do bit. I say, like, um, where's my, you didn't mix again? it? Or, or like, do I just take this? Say that again. Hello? Hello? You still there? Yeah, I'm here. You still there? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Hello. Okay, okay, yeah. So then, my next, like, decision point is, do I ask her about this? And say, like, hey, I was watching you, and I counted all the chicken pieces, and I noticed that you didn't put the mixture, you put all of one. But... 
I decided against it because she looked distressed, and then she like, gave a smile and thanks, and then I was like, oh, man, I should have really said something. I was like, but I don't want to be a jerk, but I should have. I was like, because I'm paying for it. I should get what I order, you know? So I'm like going through all of this in my head. Hello? Yeah, you're, you're breaking home, up again. And, uh-oh. How's, is this any better? Oh, uh, yeah. There's like a delay, too. Okay. Hello? Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Yeah, it's you not just great. Heard that? Talk yeah, a little I'm bit. Here. Okay. Um. You talk a little bit. Me. It was a beautiful. It was a beautiful summer day today. Late summer. Really nice weather. Not too hot. Okay. Not, Let's do no, one, two, three, four. Tons of sweat. One. Right. One, two. Three, four. Yeah. One, two. Three, four. Oh, yeah. There's a significant delay. Ugh. Uh-oh. Um, did you restart before? I did. I closed out everything and restarted. Oh, nice. Um, okay. Well, at least you're not breaking up now. So let's let's just push forward. I think... I think the best thing will be just leave, um, make sure to leave a bit of a gap between our talking and and if we cut down on over-talking, we should be okay. Okay. Um, But anyway, so basically you're complaining about, uh, which, so which piece was she giving you? Did, Did you notice? And also, was she like poking around looking for this one piece? Because they're all mixed up in the bin. Um, she was giving me all milds, and I really preferred, like, if she if I asked for the mix, but if you're gonna give me all of one, I would prefer the spicy one. But well, the mix was, is just with mix. They're just referring to the piece, the piece type. Oh no, no, no! Not, but 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 it was but it. I uh, sorry, that was over talking. But um, yes mix in pieces but also this was like she's like how do you want it and we said four four hot four with the spice four oh, okay. spicy four regular right okay so half and half on that when i watched her now i do see remember seeing her put all mild but i think she was like switching back and forth it was very confusing to me because then i like was doubting like what i even ordered because of what she was putting into the box. It's like, what, what did I order? Because she said, we. I don't remember. I think she said, we're waiting for the spicy. But then I, I turned around and I saw like a basket of spicy. It's like, what is she talking about? But maybe she right. just got it mixed up in her head. So when I finally go up to the counter and she wrecked, she noticed me, she fills up the box. I'm counting her, put like all these mild pieces Plus, it was more than eight mild pieces. I think she put like nine, maybe ten. And I was like, well, at least like she got some more, right? But here's – so then I'm like, but what do I do, right? Do I say, I saw you only put milds in there and fill up the whole box with milds when I asked for half spicy and half mild? And then like be that guy. But at the same time, that is what I ordered. That is what I paid for. I would like what I want, right? You know? Mm, mm-mm. <laughs> um, 
Incorrect. So I, I just, I just took it and I went, went back home, and then, and then I realized that this was an angel that was that was working at Popeyes, and then I think that they just don't care at a certain point because I opened it up, and um, there's about twenty pieces of chicken in this box. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like three it's not one box it's like two to three boxes it's tons of what? What? <laughs> I guess she wow. was like trying to be nice because it took so long and, and like there was a people behind me were going first and so yeah she gave me like eight of eight of each one is how it ended up but it was more than eight so I, I mean at Popeyes it seems like they're just giving chicken away like they don't care that has been my experience as well. Yeah. Um, and, and in fact, even going back to like, there is a Popeye's near my dorm in college and I, even there, yeah, they would oftentimes throw, especially late night would throw in just an extra piece or two. Oh yeah, that's true. They just want to get that, you know, get it out, get, be done. I mean, they, they probably right. have like a certain cutoff point where they're like, if we run out of chicken and it's 1130 and we close at 12, then that's it. No more chicken. Right. We're shutting it down. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's a great guardian chicken angel. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, so congrats on that. Are you still eating it? Like, do you still have some left in your fridge um, that you've been keeping? <laughs> Leftovers? I, th- I think that we got that on a Friday, and it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, I ate that for like three days. Damn, I really am craving Popeyes now, and I know it's going <laughs> to close before we're done recording. Uh, oh, see, I should have gotten it in advance. All right, well, <clears throat> that's one to grow on. Um, yeah, so my uh, trifling isn't really any specific incident and I think even maybe I've mentioned this happening on a sub subway, but uh, it happened at a bar recently. Um, and it's not, it's something that I've, I've noticed that I do. And I think I'm giving people the wrong impression when I do it. So I've probably been doing it a lot, like for a long time, I've done it a number of times and I'm just kind of realizing now that it's sort of, I think this is sort of a new social faux pas, but it's like only based on like relatively recent technology and social media issues. And what I'm doing, I find is I'm holding when I, if I'm at a bar looking at my phone, I'm holding it in a certain way. That's like sort of an awkward angle that I feel like other people across from me, who would be in the line of sight if I had the camera and was taking a picture, they might think that I'm taking a photo just because I'm holding it relatively awkwardly. Oh. Do you see Do you see what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're talking about. I thought I saw somebody so, doing that on the train today. Yeah, because yeah. usually when people are trying to take a s- sort of surreptitious smartphone photo of someone, like, because... I don't know. They've seen they're someone is doing something weird, and they're trying to get video of it or to, to post to social media later, something like that. They do sort of hold it in an awkward way, and I think it's just my default hold is awkward and sort of like that because I've caught people 
like as I'm looking at my phone, I might look up to just look around and people are looking at me. And sometimes they're just just kind of glaring at me. And, you know, that just could be because they just don't, don't like my face or they don't like me. Maybe they don't like the podcast. I don't know how they would know right off the bat, but maybe. Um, <laughs> because I, I mean, I don't take, I don't take pictures hardly at all anyway. Um, but I definitely wouldn't take a photo of, of some random person. Like, just cause I think that's just rude. So, um, it's not just not something I do. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. What, have you picked up on this? What do you think? Yes, I have seen people doing it. Generally, I see them on the train doing it. Um, and some like I've I've seen it from sitting next to somebody and like this is another you know thing that happens these days and like glancing over, not like meaning to look at their screen, but just like the screen was in my line of sight when I looked over and I was like, Oh, right. There that's the person sitting across from us on their screen. It's like, hmm what's happening here um <laughs> yeah and it's funny you mentioned that because it was today like i was walking off of the train and i looked over and the way that somebody was holding their phone like i couldn't tell if he was reading it or if he was like trying to take a picture or film something and i was like well what could he even be looking at because nothing is that interesting over here um <laughs> yeah because you, yeah, so you, you, know, you, you never know. You weren't wearing like a football Hall of Fame gold style gold jacket or anything. <laughs> no, no. Are you sure? I was not walking around with like a Hall of Fame bust under my arm or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just carrying like a big, big, like big jar of sardines or something, flinging them yeah. around. I've definitely seen people take pictures though, and I'm I'm conflicted because it's like, oh man, like come on, what are you doing? But then like, what am I? Should I say something? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean this yet. this this has happened to me before actually, where um, and I may have even told this story on the podcast. I'm, in fact, I'm sure I did, but it would have been I don't know over a year ago. So, uh, but I was like. I was out with a buddy. Uh, we went to a house party, and then we were coming back on the train after it, and it was kind of late. Yeah. Probably, like, I think it was a Friday night, and he was like falling asleep, like he was just super tired. And so, as he was sort of nodding in and out, he was kind of leaning on me, and so I was kind of nudging him as he was doing that. Yeah, and just to wake him up. But it happened like seven or eight times in a row just in a quick span and so there was this uh young lady sitting across from me who was clearly taking a photo because she was like looking at her phone looking at us looking back at her phone and then smirking to herself and then also nudging to her friend and pointing at us like she was being super rude so yeah this is me and maybe that's why i don't know i'm overly sensitive i mean i don't know i i actually didn't care that much that it was happening it was just a little rude so um but yeah i don't know i i do one of my biggest fears just in life is like doing something wild and it winding up on social media and going viral for the wrong thing <laughs> just because look i can be a little aggy at times and a little weird and like i just don't want like something out of context to go wild like you know like i'm 
you know, rooting through a can of sardines like a pig or something and like making onking noises. <laughs> to, I, I don't know why I would be doing that. Maybe to impress a date. <laughs> sort of odd oddball behaviors uh let's move to our main segment uh this is we've been reviewing a new tv show called reservation dogs uh it's on hulu i'm i'm definitely getting really into it i i you know last time we talked about it we had only seen episodes one and two we're going to be covering episodes three four and five and yeah i'm definitely i'm in like i'm in it i don't love it but I do really like it, and I'll definitely finish it. So okay, um, yeah. So it's it's been a good good look. Um, I guess we can just I'll just go through like episode three, and and again, like I've I've been taking very minimal notes. I've I've been trying to like kind of capture the overall tone or vibe of an episode with with these notes yeah. I'm taking. So I actually only have only have one for episode three. And that note is to the following. Um, I wrote that the owls, the owl eyes were blur- blurred out. Oh yeah, they were. And so like that is a reference to the, like, so the kids in this episode go to visit uncle Brownie and just kind of have a weird fuck around day with him. Um, just going around town and, I noted it's this is an interesting thing that the show does really well is that it it doesn't like o- overly explain anything and it's just like stuff that would be normal presum- presumably normal within this this culture um that it doesn't feel the need to explain to the audience in, in like a really on the nose way so it was interesting because like the kids as they're showing up at this guy's house he has all these like um decorations of owls like wooden carved owls and, and so forth like a, a number of them and as they get out of the car they notice them and then they sort of avert their eyes and cover mm-hmm. their eyes up and also like within like the show like the eyes are blurred out like like you would blow out nudity in a show like it was like really weird and uh, my it, they didn't explain it but like my read on that is there's some, some sort of cultural thing where owls are it's bad luck if you look an owl in the eye i guess that's what i'm assuming I don't know. Is that your read on it? Um, yeah, I, I don't know exactly what it is, but owls do play like a significant role in a lot of different cultures. So that's that's what it seems like to me, like bad luck, like some kind of bad omen. I mean, you put those around your house, it's like, uh, like a security system, I guess, is what his idea was. Maybe mm. keep, to keep people away, maybe like bad spirits or something. But yeah, I, I would agree because they were, they were definitely not looking – and I, I do like how the show does that, <clears throat> where it just mentions something, and like maybe you'll get like a like a smaller explanation later, but it's nothing like, oh yes, we are we are averting our eyes from the owls because if you look directly yeah. into the eyes it's of not an like, owl, yeah. they'll steal your soul. <laughs> it's exactly. It's not like the kids were like. Oh shit, guys! There's owls there, and as we all know, being Lakota Native Americans, uh, if we were to look in their eyes, it'll steal our soul. Crazy, huh? Remember how we all know that, and that's a thing that we do. Okay, we all got it. Okay, great. Moving along. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, the show does a, a great job with with 
a lot of things like that. Uh, yeah, it really does. Cause it, you know, this is, uh, you know, at least for me, like pretty unfamiliar, uh, territory. It's, you know, really interesting. Um, you know, cause there's elements of, you know, just sort of like just above the poverty line in the, in the U S um, like sort of living in that, um, and, and, you know, trappings that, that come with that. Um, definitely some very specific, uh, native, native American cultures, cultural things. So I do like, I definitely feel like, uh, I'm exploring a new world or, and, and I, I really kind of hate <laughs> even using that for that phraseology because mm-hmm. it's not like, I don't, it's not like I'm on a safari and I'm like, Ooh, look at that. Like, it's not like that. It, it's, I don't know. A good show like will kind of bring you in and just like immerse you in this and i feel like i'm getting that from the show it's one of the reasons i'm i'm really liking it um but i guess overall with this episode i mean i wasn't as into it as i've been with the these other five it's probably the least uh favorite of the five i've seen so far um this brownie character is pretty interesting um i was sort of wondering if this actor is maybe well known in another space because it's it is sort of like a good presentation piece for him and he's he's funny and like the running joke about like how many like he beat up a bunch of guys at a bar and and as they they retell the story it becomes more and more people that he beat up um or other people remembering it it's like it goes from 10 to 30 people that he knocked out and it cuts to a reenactment that was really funny because he's wearing this like this wig to make him look younger (laughs) so um, yeah, I mean, I don't really remember much more about it. Um, but what, what's your, what's your take? Um, I don't think I had a ton from this episode either, except that there's, uh, I didn't realize that Alora's mom was dead or not necessarily dead, but just not in the picture. Um, right. It seems like she's dead, but I, they didn't say for sure. Um, and I guess her. Oh, yeah, and I didn't even brownie, pick up on that. Yeah, her, her, and this brownie character, which is something that like I'm, like I didn't experience, but which I know like a lot of people in other cultures have with like the um like the cousin brother cousin sister type of deal where you where like a mm-hmm. cousin ends up living with the family and it's like that's your cousin, but it's like essentially your brother or sister because you're all raised together. Mm-hmm. Um. So they had they had that relationship. Her Alora's mom and Brownie, um, and then I guess it doesn't. It seems like she doesn't know too much about her mom because nobody really tells her anything. And Brownie didn't tell her very much either. He was just like, "I can't because I'll cry." So he didn't tell her. Um, and then the other thing I got from this one was it does seem like I don't know if that like bad. I forget what they said, but remember they had the girl's hair from the rival gang and the guy at the bar was like, oh yeah, I'll do something, put a spell on her or some, something. Oh, right. So I don't know that, you know, we're going to, we are going to talk about four and five and that didn't come back up at all. So I wonder if that will, will come back up in the series, um, anywhere. But, um, yeah, I mean, just to, not to like fully jump ahead, but from, like all these three episodes, and I guess, yeah, after the after the first two, now that we've seen three, four, and five, um, I would definitely say it, it really, like this is not negative for it. 
but it does have like Uh-oh. a strong Atlanta feel for me, where mm-hmm. it like branches out on and has the characters go on these like separate adventures, and like the other ones are like sort of in the background sometimes. Like especially with four and five, it's just like people are kind of on their own. It's like someone is the focus of the episode. I think, um, I guess Bear is still the main character, but it's it's kind of hard. He he is, I guess, he would consider him the main character. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. If we had to pick one, it would be either him or probably Alora. Yeah. Um. um Good. No, I and then I was just gonna say that out of all of them, like the more I watch, the more Willie Jack becomes my favorite character. Which one is that? Um, it's the it's the other girl that's the other not, girl? It's the girl that's not Alora. Yeah. Yeah, so Brownie was uh her uncle, right? Or was it Alora's um, uncle? Um Alora's uncle. Okay. Uh yeah, she's kind of been uh, Play in the background a little bit. Um, I don't know. Maybe she'll have a, a focus episode going forward. But yeah, I mean, you're totally right. I, I have to say that the show is heavily inspired by Atlanta. Like, the, I, I haven't read interview footage or, or interviews with the creator or anything. Um, probably should. But I have to imagine that Atlanta is a direct inspiration. There's too many aspects of it that are too similar, um, uh-huh. even down to like the cinematography. And you know, we can move into the next, the next episode, episode four, because yeah, like this song, where we we finally meet uh, Bear's dad, <laughs> who's a rapper. His punk. His name is uh, was it Lil Punkin or something? Uh, uh, yeah. Punkin, yeah. but like he, like so they play part of his music video about it's about it's about fry bread, fry bread, and I wrote down one of the lyrics like where he's like he says got your auntie in the kitchen like no he didn't, um <laughs> and the hook goes like greasy fry bread greasy greasy fry bread which I mean is it's almost like the same rhythm and cadence as paper boy paper boy all about my paper boy oh my um, gosh. Wow. Right? I didn't even think about that. I didn't put that together. Oh, man. And they ended that episode with, like, an acoustic cover of the Greasy Fry Bread track, like, sung by some woman, which I think they did with, at some point, with the the Paperboy song, too. Like, I feel like they did it some kind of weird cover. Yeah, they did. They Uh quickly showed, um, so on the smartphone, they were looking up, like, like some young, uh, white young lady who was doing a cover of it or something like that. I, I feel like they did it. It's been a while since I've seen it, but yeah, I think um, she was playing the guitar, acoustic guitar yeah. and doing the cover of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Why don't you go first on this one with the uh, grease and have you had fry, fry bread? Why don't you start there? I have not had fry bread. I've, I've heard about it. I've never had the experience to taste it. Um, I will say I just watched <laughs> the music video before we started recording again, I watched the whole thing. Man, it was—it's so good. It's so so good. But it's just what is like it? I yeah. don't. What is what? what was he doing in it? He like, was what's the video like, about? Well, he was in. <laughs> it's not much different than what was shown in the uh, in the episode. But yeah, he's just still in the kitchen, just like cook, cooking up fry bread. There's people dancing. Old 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 ladies are dancing. 
like it's it was like it's a very <laughs> basic music video but but yeah i like that and then you know this cooking fried fried bread is cooking up in there <laughs> it's just, yeah do they have oh, i mean man. usually in like within that, that genre of hip-hop like if you're cooking something in the kitchen it's usually like sort of a thinly veiled reference to cooking drugs Right. Uh, is is that the vibe too? Like I, I'm I, having trouble I, remembering it. Yeah, I I I was thinking like maybe that's what it was the first time, but I watched it again and like no, it's pretty much just about fry bread. From what I like, I didn't <laughs> didn't find any like real drug references. I mean, a lot of the stuff they were talking about was like similar, but then it was just like yeah, got your. I think it was either got your granny or auntie in in the kitchen sweating making fry bread. Mm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it, it goes from that. And I, I would say, like, there is a regional dish. Uh, I lived in New Hampshire for a year, uh, randomly, when, when I was a kid. Um, and there's a regional dish there called, um, called fried dough. And it's, it's weird, because it's sort of like a donut, but it's like, it's like, imagine if a loaf of bread, like an, like an uncut loaf of bread was like a donut. And you just kind of pull off pieces of it and, and eat it like that. It's actually really good. Uh, but yeah, definitely reminded me of that. Yeah, fried dough. Um, but yeah, so we go from that. I mean, and it's there's a sort of dual story going on with Bear's mom, where we you know we get a little bit more characterization of her. She goes out for a night, um, has like a one night stand with this dude who. You know, oh it is God, interesting that like that, that like she doesn't realize how big and like fancy this guy's home is until she wakes up in the morning. So, you know, I guess she had had a few. Um, seems like the kind of thing you would notice going in, even if it were dark. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, comes to find that you know he seems like a pretty decent guy, but then he pulls up the sleeve and he has a. Um, Confederate flag tattoo, which he plays off as being a Leonard Skinner fan, which doesn't really help your case of not being a racist. Uh, <laughs> being a big Leonard Skinner fan, I just just to throw that out there. Um, but then it also seems like he has a, some sort of fetish for uh, Native American woman, and this is a I guess you'd say white Caucasian guy um, who's you know pretty rich clearly. Um, but I don't know. Interesting. He wasn't totally one note. Like they did give him some development like he was a, a little bit more round well-rounded like he wasn't a huge asshole or anything or like, dismissive he seemed genuinely interested in her but also maybe a little just oblivious to you know you know it, it cut to like her picturing him in like 1700 style clothing and uh with this sort of magical realism shot that was that was pretty cool actually it, it, pretty funny um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like it's, they, again, they, they do a good job of making people three dimensional, even if I mean, that guy was only in like a total four minutes of the episode. I don't know. What did you think about, uh, mom, mama bear getting some, some, some getting some dick. Oh. <laughs> uh, some Dr. Dick. <laughs> Dick down by a doctor. I'm so sorry. Uh. 
um, I, I felt good but, for her until yeah the next morning. Right when that Confederate flag showed up, I was like, "Hey yo, <laughs> like all right now." Um, and then his like his whole explanation of how they got the land. Oh, my, my, he bought it. He bought it. Even let the old guy stay in the back. You know, he let him come up to the big house. Sometimes I was like, "Just stop talking. You've got to just." <laughs> Stop oh, that's right. You know, I think I might have been looking at my phone or something during that part. But yeah, like I was like, because he's, he's like, yeah, he paid a fair price for it. But I'm like, wouldn't this would have been in like the early 1900s, probably. So I don't know. Uh, yeah. So you're not a fan. I think I, yeah, not a fan, but I think you're right. Like oblivious, but then yeah, oblivious is probably a good word. Um, Cause clearly just like, sees nothing like really wrong with it until he starts watching her facial reactions um oh what yeah. do you mean like he was just talking and then like he's he saw her like tighten it up and like getting uncomfortable <laughs> he's like uh-huh. <laughs> and then he just kept trying to make it sound better but by mentioning, you know, he, oh, we let the old guy come into the house sometimes on uh, special <laughs> occasions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a great worker. Um, <laughs> yeah, if we were having a party or something, he could, could come right on in and, and walk around with the guests, you know. Oh, yeah. So, that, yeah. That yeah, was, well, what do you think? What do you think the odds her, are that he, that he uh, made that guy dress a certain certain way <laughs> while he came to the house. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it was an interesting story because like there's this, and then the other underlying thing is about Bear's dad, this rapper dude, kind of promising to come for his birthday and then dropping the ball, which was how, like the mom predicted would happen and she tried to right. coerce it like not not coerce him but like tell him you know why don't you have, be responsible for once and actually follow through and of course he didn't um and yeah of course bears seemed pretty pretty broken up but there's also this this ongoing storyline of them saving up money to take to all move to california together <laughs> and bear i guess he has control or access full access to it and it was interesting that he used it to buy this like decal or whatever like patch as a gift for his dad oh the medallion uh, and also, like, the dick medallion the dick yeah the, the dick yeah, a lot of dick in this episode um, <laughs> uh, the dick medallion and he also bought like this this new like sort of um, uh, tracksuit outfit to, to kind right. of emulate his dad uh, and, uh, but apparently, yeah, like the tracksuit looked like it probably cost around, I don't know, a hundred dollars or so altogether. The, the, the Dick Dalian, uh, they said cost $90. So yeah, it's like, you're trying to save up, you know, Laura's getting pissed at him. She's like, you know, this is my money. And he's like, it's our money, which is correct. But, you know, I, I got the sense then that she's contributing more to it. Although it's not, not really clear what they do to make money um, aside from selling meat pies occasionally. Um, but yeah, like I was like the, like how is, how does he think it's cool to just take this money for this thing? That's just benefiting him basically. And why are the other two people 
kind of cool with it as well or just blase about it I, I don't know like maybe i got the sense that maybe like this california thing is kind of in the back of their mind and they not all of them really take it seriously or maybe Alora takes it more seriously and actually plans on it whereas the others are maybe feel like they might get caught in the you know just the inertia of life and you know are kind of okay with just banging around doing the same thing there i, I don't know that was my take yeah, I I would go with that one. I think, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, I don't. I'm not really sure where they're coming up with money besides like the meat pies and and their small thefts. Like I don't know if people are contributing to the pot regularly. But yeah, it did it did seem like a little unfair that he was spending so much of their California savings just like for his dad's visit, like like probably you know, upwards of $200, maybe even more than that. And, you know, I don't think they had a ton to begin with. The other two did seem like they were they were cool with it, kind of just going along. I mean, maybe not for the, like, $90 medallion, but Alora was the only one that was, like, really voicing her displeasure with all this spending. And, like, what did, what did she say? She did. She slipped up and said, like, spending my money. When then she caught herself and was like, our money. But yeah, I I think that she is taking it more seriously than the others. Um, maybe most serious out of all of all four of them now. Realistically, like she's the only one that like. Why really do you think that go. is? I don't know. She doesn't seem to have like. M- I guess much to keep her there except for this group of friends. And I mean, she knows everybody, but like she's doesn't really have any, well, we still don't know what exactly is the deal with her mom, but you know, her mom is not around. There's never been any mention of her dad or anybody else except for this other, except for this Brownie character. And she just seemed like she was just so mad about him spending the money. Um, And then like, not seeming like they're serious to go and nobody and to be fair i don't think anybody's really brought it up have they brought it up the past couple episodes until then what was this this was episode four right and they talked about Um, it i think one and yeah they definitely they definitely don't talk about it every episode um i mean i mean realistically like what what i get that they're you know they're young so they're probably not planning this out super well but you know they're not idiots right. so like what what like how much are they gonna need like i mean i guess if you take a bus you can get a bus ticket 30 bucks each maybe 40 um but then what like you need at least for four of them i mean i i'm i think that they think that they could probably do it with 2000 not not clear what you do when you get there maybe they have friends um or relatives but uh, it's gonna be very tough and i you know i think they all know that and yeah i i could totally see some of them being more complacent just for that reason like yeah it gets a big difficult thing and uh, yeah if you're not properly motivated to do it I mean, I don't know. It's backsliding, like, and in some ways, like for the other two that seem blasé, like it, it gives them sort of um, sort of like a tacit reason to to like delay. Like, if they're not mad about it being delayed, like, or yeah, or I guess I'm saying maybe they're just not mad about it being delayed because it's easier. And like, once they get to the day that they move, then shit gets real. And like, him spending two hundred plus dollars 
postpones that even more, which is ultimately they want because maybe they don't want to move really. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, uh, I do. Uh, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Actually, they're just sort of they Yeah, they the two of them seem like they're more like just like along for the rides. This is what their friends are doing for now. Sure, like they like hanging out with yeah. their friends, and you know if that's what they're going for, that's what they're going for. Yeah, but when it comes down to it, I feel like they wouldn't go if Laura was like, "All right, we got five thousand dollars. Let's head out tomorrow." Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Then are do they all of a sudden come up with uh, other roadblocks? Like, oh, well, I got to wait for my grandma to get better, you know, or or something like uh-huh. that. She's, you know, she just got sick, so I could see that. I also have a note here that says that the rapper dude kind of looks like Young Ma. Oh my gosh, she kind of does. <laughs> <laughs> so let's oh, move on that note. Let's let's move. Okay. To- to uh, episode uh, five, um, which I'm just going to call Ride Along. Um, in this one, we have Cheese, who's on some sort of school-sponsored um, Ride Along with Officer Big. Um, and it's all oh, wait, it's wait, unclear. wait, hold on one second. Oh, yeah, sure. I remember something now that I did write down. I just wrote back. Um, Rival Gang approached Alora. And she's getting fed, a little fed up with her group. Remember that right. girl talked to her in the store and was like, you know, you seem more serious or something because like something about like you seem more serious than your friends. Like you can roll with right. us. And I think she called her at the end of the episode or no, she texted her. Texted. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, they texted like, yeah, is, is she trying to, I mean, I guess it's interesting because this rival gang, I mean, yeah, they're kids, so it's still kind of petty, their, their, their disputes. But, I mean, you know, they're in their late teens, early 20s. You know, that, them, this rival gang trying to poach Alora, basically, um, because they think she's cool. I mean, they really don't like Bear for whatever reasons. So, I mean, he's the guy I would want to poach, but it seems like the coolest out of all of them. But, and, uh, especially with those fresh threads threads is that did i sound really oh, old saying fresh threads i'm sorry <laughs> I, well i am old so I, i'm allowed to, to say that so um yeah uh yeah so they i think that's like you mentioned before that's something that'll probably be paid off later in the season i have to imagine i, I don't know what what do you what's your take is she gonna jump jump ship um i don't think so but she's gonna th- She's going to give it a real hard look, but I, I don't think she goes. I mean, maybe she does for like a day or two, but she'll, she'll be with her original group. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I could totally see an episode being like a day with, with this other gang and her at the end of it being like, you know, like that Seinfeld episode where Elaine meets the bizarro versions of all, all the gang. And she, she's like, wow, you people are nice to, to other people. And, you do stuff, and she spends like a like a full day with him. Do you remember this? I I do, and then just like, but at the end, yeah, she, she comes back because uh, or no, they kick her out actually because she pushes right. one of them too. She does her get get out push, and uh, and they kick her out. <laughs> Pushed real hard. <laughs> oh, get out. Um. 
Yeah, so let's let's move into episode five, uh, Ride Along. Um, I wrote the first thing I wrote down is you know with these kids like so cheese is I guess like he has clearly has this familiarity with the cop. It seems like it's the one one cop in town um, uh-huh. for for the reservation or one cop for the reservation. And it's interesting because they you know the first scene of the first episode they're committing like grand theft auto basically uh and that i mean i feel like that moment now seems a little out of place with the rest of the season because that's like you could do real serious time for that too like it's dangerous and you know fucked up the delivery guy's life like i don't know it seems the stakes have gotten a little bit lowered since the that moment um and you know he's he's hanging around this cop and he seems to like it uh, on this ride along. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I would agree. We haven't seen anything. I mean, at least this group do anything as high stakes as that initial <laughs> stealing of the truck. Yeah. Now looking back on it, like uh, that was a serious, serious crime. They did like, they stole the yeah. whole truck and sold it to those like meth heads. Um, and the contents of the truck they took too. So, I mean, they haven't done anything to that level since, but yeah, that was, that was a serious introduction to this crew. <laughs> and, it, yeah, and it was yeah. played for laughs too, of them like this, <laughs> these like bumbling idiots stealing, stealing this truck. Right. Um, yeah. And, and so for, yeah, that's why I was just like, like, I mean, and clearly this officer big, um, has some sort of some affection for them, um, uh-huh. and he's not gonna. It seems like like he seems like relatively cool cop. Like he's not gonna. He doesn't. Or he was as we saw in this episode. There's a number of points throughout the episode where he c- certainly could have arrested s- someone, but instead is just trying to talk to them, figure out what's going on, and uh, ultimately to help them, I guess. Um, and you know, it's. You know, this also tells a little bit about his backstory as a kid and how he became a cop, which involves um, uh, the deer woman, which uh, we I came to find is um, sort of a traditional. Um, how would you say it? Sort of a traditional supernatural entity that is yeah. apparently common in a number of different Native American uh, cultures, um, and this is a sort of an avenging, uh, avenging angel. Um, that you know, unlike other angels that give you like extra pieces of chicken, this more um, murders men who who attack other people, like murders dangerous men, basically. Um, and I guess say she's very good looking, even even with those deer feet. I was definitely into it. I don't. I definitely don't want to. You know, knowing what she's about, I don't. I mean, I'm not. I, I'm not the dangerous person. I don't think she would go after me, but. Um, but yeah, she can get some some Doctor Dickin. Um, now I am gonna oh stop saying that. Gosh. I really am gonna stop with with that. But uh, it was right there. So, <laughs> so what? So um, yeah, like it's it's uh again playing with magical realism. Um, uh, it seems like no, I you know I was initially gonna say that Big is the only one who can see her, but no, like the. Our, people can see her we were talking yeah. earlier like her she wears jeans like long jeans but you can see 
her deer her feet are deer hooves um so but no one seems to really notice uh that or comment on it really um i, I don't know what, what you got on on the deer woman I, I i did like the deer woman it was an interesting intro to the episode um to start it like that same way it closed out the episode actually with the deer woman you know hitchhiking but um but yeah, this was I, I for me it's like a continuation because Big has been talking about supernatural stuff in like in every episode, every every time he's around, not every single time, but he always mentions like seeing strange stuff and, and like strange things happening around the town. Um, but this, you know, provided some nice <laughs> background to maybe why he feels that way and like what he's been seeing. Um, he's I like that I like that character. You know, he was trying to be be nice to cheese and sort of, you know, have him following his footsteps. Basically. I didn't like it when those other cops were teasing them. Um, yeah, it was a little messed up, but, um, but I guess they have like, I don't, I'm not really sure about like what distinguishes them. So I guess he's like, what, what did he keep saying? They were like, uh, well, he was saying, he's, but it was like, he said red, to the, to the one guy smoking weed in front of him. He said, I'm, I'm a fed cop. That's a, that's a weed is legal at the state level, but I'm a fed cop. And I guess if there are cops specific, specific to the reservation, that would fall under the federal government. I mean, he's not it would, FBI, yeah. but um, yeah, the other cops, I guess, are just seem like just city cops for whatever greater metropolitan area they're in, um, but probably wouldn't have jurisdiction on the on the reservation necessarily. Um, although it's not really clear what this town like it's it's if the whole town is a reservation. I, I mean, maybe those cops are just passing through. But um, yeah, I mean, that moment was sort of. It, it, it again and the show does it really well and this is something atlanta does really well too is like it sets something up that's a pretty common trope in tv and, and film and it sort of undercuts it in that yeah the cops were dicks but you know it's not like they did anything too fucked up like to fuck up his career or force him to arrest somebody just for kicks or anything or anything like really deranged um, which I guess is more true to life. Yeah, they didn't. That's that's a good point. It was just like the teasing, like, oh, yeah, what do you, you know, like almost, <clears throat> it seemed like they were almost like considering him the like the same way police officers look at like security guards and like mall cops, like kind of right. like how they're looking at him. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's a good analogy. Like, sort of, sort of trying to, to punk him a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I will say, like, I was surprised that Cheese actually was getting into it so much. Like, it seems, and I guess that's, I don't know. I'm maybe I was stereotyping a little bit, but like, um, you know, it seems like, especially when the cop pulled over the rival gang like none of them called him a snitch or anything or like did the thing where it's like, Oh, you work with the police. Like, Oh well, yeah, we'll I see you later. And like, you yeah, know? I was expecting that to come at some point, but nobody mentioned it the whole time. Yeah. Not it, even was, not, it was strange. They, his friends, the, the rest of the, our, our protagonist crew, none of the other three were even in the episode. I don't think. 
Um, but I do wonder what they would have thought about him, like getting really into this ride along and being because he, he's probably going to go back and tell them like, oh, I had a great time, pulled over that rival gang, you know, you know all this and like, yeah, Big was pretty cool and X Y Z you know, making it seem like a generally positive experience and like, yeah, maybe I want to be a cop later down the road. Like, like that, that culture of that you see, uh, you see maybe some other sort of impoverished communities where the cops are just the straight up the enemy. You don't do, you don't talk to them at all unless you, you're, they're right up in your face and, you know, harassing uh-huh. you or whatever. It's, ve- it's a very different dynamic that I, it was, it was interesting to see like, uh, because again, I was like, yeah, especially when they pulled over that the rival gang, I was like, oh, some someone's getting someone's gonna call him a snitch <laughs> at some point. Here. Uh, yeah, I was I was waiting for it too, and it never it never happened. That was that was strange. That was definitely yeah. That was definitely strange. They're just like, we'll see you later, and then you know, Big made him remember he wasn't a cop. He was whatever he asked to do. Cheese wanted to do something. He's like, you're not a cop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was when one of them is like threatening him, and he's like, "Yo, she she's threatened the cop. Can, can you do something?" He's like, "You're not a cop." I do. I, I also gotta say, like, I, in the flashbacks, like Big's flashbacks, it wasn't just like the um, he his grandma sent him to go get a pack of cigarettes, and oh, it was seventy six cents. Um, which. I know cigarettes are generally cheaper on reservations, and I know this would have been probably back in the seventies. But damn, that sounded that was really cheap. Uh, yeah, I would agree. That's that sounded ridiculous. Seventy seventy six cents. Seventy six. Yeah, it's one cent tax <laughs> for the government. But uh, yeah, that that was surprising. But yeah, that's that was dear woman again. Dear woman always been in his life. Dear lady, she's always been around. Yeah, she's just around. I mean, it's I, I gotta say she's pretty effective. Like I wouldn't mind having her as a guardian angel. I mean, for the security, but then also like you know the the co- potential comforting. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. late the late night comforting. We'll say maybe, um. but she 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 <laughs> might be able to like sense your intentions, and then you might feel her wrath. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely for me. Definitely playing with fire. Uh, <laughs> <and it's, laughs> so I should probably. What would you do if you saw like? I mean, I would assume if I saw someone with deer feet just out, I would assume it was some kind of weird <laughs> shoe, some sort of weird high fashion <laughs> shoe. I mean, honestly, in the Lower East Side, I I I would note it, but I would be like, oh, okay, that. That's a little bit above my pay grade, but cool. See, if I see someone with deer feet outside, <laughs> are you running? You running uh, the opposite direction? Yeah, I'm pretending like I don't see those deer feet, and I just keep it moving. <laughs> like, what if she no. stops you and asks you for directions? I'll give directions. Like, how do I get to the the sports? Is there a sports bar around here? Because you you know she's. <laughs> Yeah, that's feeding friends. That's, 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 where, that's like her <laughs> her equivalent of like rooting around in a in a big tin of sardines and oinking like a pig. That's their equivalent. <laughs> Going to I'm not gonna name. I shouldn't name any names. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I maybe wouldn't mind her cleaning up some parts of the Lower East Side. To be honest, dang, you need to come through there. 
<laughs> I don't know. Again, again, I'm playing with fire here. Yeah, so I better maybe just, you know, if you're out in the central U.S., maybe just that's probably best to just stay around there for everybody. I don't know. I really feel like now I'm getting a little worried that she's going to show up in my in my dream tonight. And it's going to be it's oh, gonna go bad. Like, I'm talking about it too much. So we got to move. <laughs> to a different topic. Okay. Uh, right, did you, right, I guess right, we can right. sort of wrap up. Do, do you have any other notes on this episode? Um, no, I don't. Let me see. Hold on. I closed it for a second. Uh, rival gang that was disrespected. Oh, the only thing I had was just at the just overall feeling with them. Like for these, I guess it's like. I guess part of their wider community as well, like their reservation community, but with the kids in particular, it just seems like they've got like a lot of trauma, a lot of death that they're dealing with. Like mm. it's just always there, you know? I mean, I guess cheese hasn't really said anything, but I've, I, again, I've watched the next episode. I did watch six the other day. So like some other stuff oh, comes okay. up too, but it's just like, yeah, like this group of kids got a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, it's probably, I mean, they've probably had a lot on their plate since since birth, basically. Um, just, uh-huh. you know, yeah, like, um, having to deal with, like, sort of adult-level emotional, maybe maybe physical issues from a very young age can, can really impact, like, your, your development in, in a lot of ways. Um, and, yeah, they, they show the signs of having been through it. Um, Certainly. I mean, even in like, you know, it was interesting the way they played um, in the flashback with Big, like his grandmother's death, because, you know, it shows him in one flashback. She's she seems very kindly, but she hasn't go to the cigarettes. And, you know, right. the next scene, like he's at the funeral for her and, you know, maybe a year later and um, and uh, meets Dear Woman there. Um so yeah, it's uh, yeah. You could say, I guess we haven't really seen cheese and, and who? Sorry, Willie Jack is the other one. Did is she? Yeah, Will, Wilhelmina Jacqueline. It? I caught it. She they they said ah. that because her um I forget the the relationship, but her relative was that woman that cuts the rival gang's hair and does the medallions, the beadwork, and that's right. that woman said her full name when they came in for the beads one day. That's right. Uh, cool. Yeah. Well, um, I guess, uh, yeah. Uh, tune in next time. We'll, we'll be getting, I saw that there's going to be at least eight episodes for this season. Okay. Um, That's good. I did see it got renewed for season two. It did get renewed for second season. Yeah. So kudos, mm-hmm. kudos to those involved. It's well-deserved. I would say, um, it's funny. The going back to episode four, I'm just looking at Wikipedia. The the fry there's a diabetes awareness fry bed fruit feast. Yeah, yeah. That the dad was going to perform at, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that that the intro was that diabetes awareness. Let's get some fry bread, and then like. They, those two guys were so hyped about it. They were dancing. They were like, let's play it again. Mm-hmm. It was, oh, man. They got some, some yeah. good opening scenes in this show. 
I'm looking at the Wikipedia for fry bread now. You're going it's a flat. Going I mean, the picture that on. picture they have for it doesn't doesn't look too appetizing. I gotta say, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Just given the way people are, are so hyped for it, it's got to be good. I mean, I remember what was it? One of these nutrition shows. facts. Nutrition, but the the U.S. Department of Agriculture reports that a plate of fry bread consists of 700 calories and 27 grams of fat. Mm. That seems like a lot. It, yeah, it's a lot. Uh, what were you saying? I remember it was mentioned in one of those shows a long time ago, like one of these health shows. It may have been like Jamie Oliver may have been on there. You know that guy that cooked show? Yeah. And they were just talking about, like, this family was eating too much fry bread. I remember that. <laughs> they were just like, it's too much. It's too much fry bread. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't know. Well, I don't know anything about it. Well, if you're going to be having fry bread, make sure to eat something green as well. Yeah, uh, definitely. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay, we can wrap up. This was Podcast We Out. Woo!